Most of the time, our graduates choose a career that obviously links with their course of study. But every once in a while, there are exceptions. We often find those stories to be every bit as interesting. For example, we previously covered Riley Michaelbust, who was an ASWSU president and an elementary education major. And after he graduated, he became a cop, working for the Pullman Police Department and then moving to his current job as a King County Sheriff Deputy. Well, here's the story of C.J. Robert, who graduated from WSU with a kinesiology degree and now owns two businesses. We sit down with C.J. over lunch in the coffee shop she owns in downtown Pullman and chat about why she's doing what she's doing and some of the highlights and struggles of owning multiple businesses. Education Eclipse starts now. Education, news, and research. These are the conversations happening inside education, athletic training, sports science, and sport management that are going to transform each. It's Education Eclipse from Washington State University. Back here on Education Eclipse, and I'm joined by C.J. Robert, who is a kinesiology grad, but not only that, she is a business owner. Ah, but not only that, she's yeah. not only a business owner, but she's multiple business owners here in Pullman. So first of all, CJ, just, just give me an overview of um, all the plethora of businesses that you own and why the heck you would do that instead of doing something in kinesiology. So I own Cougar Entertainment Center, which formerly was called Cougar Laser Arena until we expanded and opened up mini golf very shortly after opening. Uh, and then, yeah. Cougar Entertainment Center. And then we That's here in Pullman on Grand Avenue. Correct, yeah. Um, we have arcade and full like glow golf, mini golf. It's super fun and, and a 3,000 square foot laser tag arena. Um, and then we decided uh, to help out my mother-in-law open up a coffee shop here in Pullman. And so we ended up taking over full time for that in February. So now we own Pups and Cups Cafe right on Main Street. Pullman. Okay, so it wasn't like that. That was it was your intention to always open a coffee shop in a, in an area where there are already four coffee shops, or no, not necessarily. I mean, it was the kind of the intent was uh, to help out family. We've always been very family oriented. So uh, from day one, even with the laser tag, that was kind of our concept was just providing a family fun, friendly uh, environment. And when we when my mother-in-law reached out to us and was like, yo, I really want to open up my own business, we were like, oh yeah, that'd be super awesome. Yeah, like, let's go for it. So we ended up doing that, but you know, um, she kind of decided that Pullman wasn't for her, you know, and it's not really for everybody. You know, it I, I feel like um, Pullman is a very subsect community and if you don't quite fit into that, then yeah, it's not, not that big of a deal, but we didn't want to see, uh, we didn't want to see her dream go away, and so we took we took over. Okay, so within kinesiology, were you an athletic training or sports science major? I was originally athletic training. Um, however, I have a very alpha personality coming from Austin, uh, or grew up in Austin, Texas, for most of my life, and um, so when I moved here, it was very very much of a culture shock because I I did like I was a loudmouth Texan, which I still currently am, but. <laughs> without right. the accent. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I uh, actually didn't get into the athletic training program because they said that I was too, too alpha 
<laughs> which didn't quite make sense to me, but whatever. I just kind of went with it and then um, ended up really getting research focused. And so in my undergrad, I did 13 research articles under Dr. Bruyer. Um, I was heavily involved in that and ended up getting grants and stuff in order to do research for the obesity epidemic and uh, for self-reported self underage drinking, which was crazy because Pullman is very high compared to national averages, which is pretty common though in isolated um, college, college areas, so for college towns. So what person doesn't go to school and then rolls out of bed one day and says, hey, I want to open a laser tag? I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't. <laughs> but, 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 yeah, but um, no, I, so what happened was, was I, I graduated with my kinesiology degree and then I also, I, so I double majored. I graduated with kinesiology and then I majored in basically pre-medicine. So, um, so, and I don't even remember what the degree is called. <laughs> it was just kind of the, called? yeah, what the major is actually called. It's like, I think it's like nursing science or something like that anyway. So, um, but I didn't end up going for it because it was the first time my husband had ever said in his life that Pullman felt like home. And my husband kind of grew up in a very big military family and like constantly moved from country to country and literally country. So like he's been, he lived in South Africa for a while. So, and he literally has always said, you know, never, nowhere felt like home. And so finally, when he said that, I was like, well, guess we're not leaving Pullman ever. <laughs> So yeah, we start, we had to figure out something to do, right. you know, and and having a kinesiology degree in a small rural town is is not necessarily very easy to have because you it's it's kind of a stepping stone degree, you know, you either go for physical therapy or you go for some kind of like sports sports related industry, you know, um, it's more of like a master's and then doctorate program. So for me, you know, I I just kind of went with it and we started it was actually uh, the idea of the laser tag came from a drunken night at zeppos <laughs> that's when all the best decisions are made of exactly. course yeah. the ones that are very rational yeah. very financially sound decisions I, I mean yeah so we we actually used to go to zeppos every single wednesday and sunday and we used to go for sin night which is service industry night and it was dollar bowling and like we just used to have a blast but we got kind of tired of i mean you get kind of oversaturated with that kind of vibe. And so we were like, man, I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. Let's go bowling. Man, we always go bowling. So we, uh, my brother piped up and was like, you know, be really cool laser tag. Oh my God, that's a genius idea. And so like literally went home, immediately got on the computer and started doing research about laser tag. And I can imagine there's a, a huge response on the Google. How do you open laser tag in a small town with a kinesiology degree? Wow, look at all these results. Wow, there's like 57 pages. Yes, I love it. It's a step by step. So, um, it was, and I never had any business experience. Like, I literally took one business class. That was it. And like, Quincy never took any kind of business. He like spent six years trying to get an engineering degree and was like, ah, and like finally had enough of trying to do engineering because he just, he literally was in his junior year. And I mean, he just wasn't happy. Let's talk about your use of the word literally. I use that literally all the time. <laughs> <laughs> What's for you like been the hardest thing? You know how to shoot a laser gun. That doesn't make you a business owner. So how do you, how do you really like, what was the learning curve like? And what are some of the, the steps that you had to figure out on, on how to open a business? 
There's, I mean, there's a lot of steps that go into it. I mean, there are... Literally a lot of steps. Literally a lot of steps. You have to do a lot of walking from the car to other places. Ex yeah. Exactly, yeah. A lot of movement. No, <laughs> so, which ties into the kinesiology degree. That's right. Hey, <laughs> we've drawn the connection. So, I, I did not do it without a lot of help. And uh, I actually was just talking to uh, one of the, our financial advisors, or he's like an up-and-coming financial advisor in the Pullman area, about this because... There's a lot of people that have these ideas and they're young and they're, you know, around our age and they just have this like brilliant idea, but they don't know what to do and what the steps are to see that dream come to fruition. And, you know, it took a lot of help. It was a lot of asking. It was a lot of go like we I uh, used the Small Business Development Center, which is a free um a free development center that's hosted by WSU that you can just go out to there and like they give you all of this all of these tools and all of this uh, free advice to literally help you literally there it is again <laughs> you will never you. say that use that word again without realizing <laughs> yeah um, I've ruined your life right literally <laughs> literally so um so they, they give you all of these tools for free. And, and I use those to my, to my advantage and to our advantage to, to really mold our business idea and come up with a business plan and come up with a business model and to put a spreadsheet, like a budget spreadsheet of like what the costs are gonna be. And really, I mean, it was all free. Like just asking, asking for help, you know, is, is Unfortunately, more and more nowadays with people my age are is, is shunned. Like you're you're not supposed to ask for help. Like you got to be independent, you know. And I mean, you just get over it, you know, and and just go ask for help. You know, people understand that you don't know everything. So doing that, um, having the networking that I did. So I worked at Banyans as like the lowly like waitress and then I kind of worked my way up and was like the head waitress and then I was the head caterer and then I like worked my way into these roles at Banyans which is a golf the go golf course restaurant here at WSU and because of that I was able to meet all of these really outstanding people and like the who's who of Pullman and without those connections that I I developed over basically four years of working there I, I there's not a chance in the world that we would have been able to open at, in the short amount of time that we did, and then also without the problem, or you know, with the least amount of problems that we did. So, I mean, we still have problems because, I mean, opening a business is not easy because if it was, everyone would do it. <laughs> now, now what, what are some of the, we say, sometimes say jumping through hoops, right? Mm -hmm. uh, what are some of those hoops that you had to go through to just even get a, a, um, a business started like the one you did? Because obviously, laser tag, you have to have a physical space. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, you can go get that if you want. That's okay. The Best phone machine. rings. Bling. <laughs> and that has like my squeaky Barbie voice as the message. <laughs> like I'm sucking helium. <laughs> anyway, so we, oh, what was the question? My bad. <laughs> Some of the, the. Oh, hurdles. Yeah. Right. Hurdles, so, obstacles, hoops, whatever. Uh, so there's actually a lot of paperwork that goes into opening a business, obviously, because you got to do stuff through the state, you have to go through the government, you have to go through your city. So there's a lot of stuff that you uh, end up having 
to do paperwork wise, but then also having a really good business plan helps with that. So some of those hurdles were uh, finding the right architect. And we did a lot of renovation. And so we ended up, uh, the building that we moved into, unfortunately, was like not up to date. It hadn't been updated since the 1970s. So we had to add a full like fire suppression system, fire alarm system, and like getting in contact with a lot of those people and a lot of those businesses is sometimes hard because we're in, we're in such a rural area. So, but because of that networking that I had at Banyans, like it was easy. I literally just like called up Dwayne Brelsford and was like, yo, Dwayne, like, who do I call? And he's like, here you go. Here's like a laundry list of like people that I could call and that they would, because also I'd name drop and say like Dwayne Brelsford referred me like, boom, right there, done. <laughs> so like we ended up, our architect was actually Jim Boudreaux who actually designed the Davenport. So the new the new da Davenport uh, renovation. What's the hardest part about it now, now that it's opened? Mm, the love-hate relationship of being a business owner. <laughs> that would be the hardest part. Um, people don't realize that when you open up a business, it doesn't just like suddenly make money. Like there's a lot more that goes into it. I mean, there's time, money, blood, sweat, tears, all of the above. And I don't think that people kind of are mentally prepared for that. And if you're not, like that's, I mean, what that's why businesses close within six months or close within three months or two months. You know, it's just because there's, it's not just as easy as like, oh, build it. If you build it, they will come. That's not how that works. <laughs> you sometimes get very interesting people, like uh, an experience that you relayed earlier about somebody in at, at the uh, Cougar Entertainment center that showed up late at night oh yeah didn't realize you know lights were off nobody was home yeah tell me about that because that's a very cool story i like i stopped a robbery that was cool so we were working it was me and steven who used to be our gm uh he me and him were working on harry potter night and so we help harry, help host harry potter night at rico's every every uh semester and we go all out for that. So like we make, we literally hand, literally, I'm never gonna remember that. So we hand make wands out of like hot glue and then we hand paint them and then it takes like four different coats. So like making one Harry Potter wand takes us almost an hour to do one. So, um, so we were there late at night. We were just getting prepped for it for that weekend. And we all of a sudden, we were working in the party room. There's no lights on in the lobby. And so we all of a sudden start hearing car alarm going off in the parking lot. And we are, we're right next to YSIP used cars. So we're like, mm, that's weird. Go out there, look around. And the, this Lexus is just going off, like going crazy. And we're like, oh God, what's going on? And so we see this car, like this truck with a flatbed, like a big flatbed trailer. And we're like, that's weird. And like the guy turns on the, the light inside his car and then turns it off. Like, and we flip on the, the lobby lights and he just like peels out and leaves. And then we're like, oh, that's, that's kind of weird. Oh, okay. And so me and Steven just go back and turn off the lobby lights, go start working again. Cause we got another like 45 minutes, hour worth of work to do. We come back out 30 minutes later and I had flipped on, I was getting like a drink out of our kitchen area. And yet again, there's that same car is in the parking lot. And I'm just like, oh, that's weird. Hmm. Mm. The, the flatbed. Yeah, that flatbed's back. Like, mm, that's, that's really odd. Okay. So me and Steven are like, okay, we're going to wrap up and we're going to leave because this is like really, really weird. So we 
finished cleaning up and everything and we flip back on the lobby lights and the guy literally does it again. He like peels out and leaves. So the next day, like we didn't really think anything of it. And so the next day uh, I get a call from our landlord, Michael Weisip, and was like, yo, do you have a camera that points out into the parking lot? And we're like, yeah, we do. What's up? He was like, well, someone tried to rob or tried to steal the Lexus. So we go on the cameras, lo and behold, they had, every time that we kept sh turning on the light, the, they had two guys, there was one that was like the watcher, and they had one guy that was underneath the Lexus trying to disable the parking gear and put it in a neutral so they, so could, they could roll it onto the truck. Yeah, but the problem is it was like a $60,000 Lexus, which has like anti-theft technology, so when you start with it, it like automatically locks all of the gear so it won't move. Yeah, I'm gonna edit that part. Oh, I'm yeah, just sorry. <laughs> Someone text and roll it in. <laughs> when you came out or flipped the lights on yeah. and somebody took off, yeah. that means they left their pal behind underneath the car. They did, they did. He was like, literally, you could see it in the video. You could literally see it go, like poke his head out from underneath the car. Just keep poking it out. And the guy kept, he, he was driving circles around uh, Bishop and Grand. And so, cause you'd see it, the car like drive by Five minutes later, you'd see it again driving by down. You think the guy underneath the car <laughs> would say, "Hey, the people just went back inside." Yeah, no, we didn't. We never went out. In, we never even went outside. Like we just kept the door, doors closed. So the lights just went on. Yeah, so we just flipped on the. So light. they must have just thought it was automatic lights or something. Yeah, and I think that's why because uh, finally when they saw that we were inside, because like I flipped on the lights and I looked at the driver. But I couldn't like really see him. It was just like a baseball cap because he never turned back on the little dome light or whatever. So um, on that final time where we were like, okay, we're going to leave. So we waited for them to leave because they saw we were standing there at the door. It's crazy. So we stopped a robbery. That was fun. <laughs> the kind of things that small business owners put up with. So, yeah. so, uh, so this, this other shop, the one we're sitting in right now, the Pups and Cups, cafe in downtown Pullman. There's a lot of synergy going on right now in downtown Pullman. Very much so. Right? Um, our university president, Kirk Schultz, and his wife, Noel, have really been proponents of this whole town-gown relationship, whatever. Um, I don't know, just from your perception, being a downtown business owner as well, mm -hmm. um, you know, what's that been like in terms of just the collaborative spirit and like trying to move forward? Well, it's astronomically different owning a business downtown in comparison to owning just the laser tag. Like I've never been so actively involved with the community since taking this over. I mean, it's insane. I mean, I am now part of like four different boards. I go to city council meetings. Like I feel so much more active in this community and it's fantastic. It's only for the better. I, I think that with the new collaboration, it's just this, huge positive vibe that's going through. That's mine, I think. I don't, I don't know who's calling me. <laughs> but it's a huge positive vibe and I'm very excited to be even a part of it and, and even have like a tiny little inkling of say, you know, and, and if I were in Seattle or if I was in Lacey, you know, I lived there for a period of time, there is no way that just little me could have ever gotten to know the people that I do. Like I, I know three city council members that are relatively good, like really good friends to me, you know, and they're really like just the accepting vibe of that and that the fact that the community wants you to be in so, so involved and so active in decision, like huge decision making that could potentially uh, weave what Pullman looks like in, in the year 2040. Insane and exciting.
So being that you own multiple businesses, you're involved in some of the downtown stuff, do you ever see anything, any chance of you doing anything within that degree that you studied? Uh, I always leave that option open. I, I'm very passionate about health. Um, I, for me, uh, health is very important because I, I wouldn't consider myself the healthiest person. So I... Uh, Just too much coffee? No, I, I was diagnosed in 2013 with uh, a rare disease called gastroparesis. So I can't actually eat solid food anymore. So my entire digestive system is paralyzed. And so because of that, it's, it's even more up to my like, own awareness of, of really focusing on, on enjoying life and, enjoy, you know, and, and embracing that and, and, health, and making sure that health is important. And then I take care of myself and take care of others just as much as I take care of myself. So it's kind of an eye-opening eye-opening thing to happen, especially I was a Pac-12 athlete. Well, let's, let's yeah. end on that then. So tell, <laughs> tell me about that. Um, so I rode for WSU. So I was going to say, so did you do a real sport like rowing or did you do some one of those like fake sports? No, I did rowing. That is a grueling sport. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it and love it's it. It's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> it's rowing. It's like owning a business. Yeah. Pretty much, actually. Uh, it's like... Long hours of whatever. Yeah, of waking up at 4.30 in the morning and only living on like five hours of sleep. And yeah. Well, if you've ever fallen into where they like I've done it in May. I've been in in May. It's it's a, it's very cold. No, it's like the slime. It's the like slime. Yeah, I don't go in that weed. part. So yeah, I rode, and uh, I I mean I've been an athlete all my life. So um, I I rode for two years. I did lightweight for a while, and that's how I got really into it. And I went from a walk-on lightweight, where I ended up testing into the V8 boat on five seat, which is literally like basically the powerhouse of the boat because I kept getting yelled at by the coach because I couldn't find a pair partner that would match up with my strength enough that I would literally turn the entire boat. And so I'd just have to go like a, like, like a quarter strength. <laughs> so that way I didn't sit there and like literally turn the boat by myself. So I ended up uh, getting into, into the varsity boat. So that was super fun. And literally I'd only been rowing for about a month <laughs> ever ever in my life. <laughs> and I did it because I super screwed up my knee. So I, I had a, I, I used to actually play nationally for U Team USA I, uh, roller hockey for under 18. And so I did that for many, many, many years. And I dislocated my kneecap 16 times before I was like, I really need to go get surgery. <laughs> see, I, I can see you as somebody who, who loved doling out punishment. Yeah, I was, well, it got to the point where I was literally taping my knee into place. That's Cause disgusting. Because like the, cause the, cause the, the, the brace wouldn't even hold it anymore. It would just like pop That's through gross. the brace. Yeah, it was really bad. Like, and it got to the point where I, I was actually on a vacation in Jamaica and it popped out really, really bad. Like I didn't quite tear it because at that point it like was so rubber bandy that it couldn't even tear because it was just so lax. So it was fun. <laughs> All right, so we got CJ Robert literally She's a rower, a kinesiology grad, a business owner, a business owner, a downtown, very involved slash everything. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta be. You gotta be though. And, and you know, I think uh, kind of, I think that would be a good end on this. So it'd be my, my biggest advice is just go do it. 
Like, just do it. Like, do the, the Nike. Nike had it right, man. Just do it. Because for real, everyone my age, you know, I'm, I'm only 29. So uh, anyone between the ages of 21 and 29, you know, they're, they're in their 20s. They're like, oh, I have this, like, great idea to open up my own business. I really want to be involved with the community. Or, you know, I just I want to join roller derby, or which I did also. Anyway, so. <laughs> but. If I, I really want to do this and I have this idea, but I'm so scared to do it. Stop relying on that. Stop sitting there and inhibiting yourself by constantly say, constantly controlled by those fears or those worries. Now, it's good to have those fears, but not less necessarily let them make the decision for you. Like, jump off that cliff. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, as a 19-year-old, as a I bought my first house. Like, I, and I just did it. You know, I was like, this is a good financial move and I should do this before the so collapse So if you make good happens. financial moves, that's, that's, uh, those were the ones you made without um, any kind of drinking beforehand. R right, yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly though, it's even, even our idea with the laser tag has been great. I mean, we've, we did not go into business purely for the sake of money. And if you are doing that, and if you, that is literally your intention, don't. That's my other advice. If you're doing it purely to make, mo to make money, you are in it for the wrong reasons. And I don't know how many times I've heard that of other people say that, like, oh, well, you still have to make money. We do. Like, I, I am ecstatically stoked to be able to say that I'm a business owner and I would not train to trade it for the world. And, but it's not about money to me. It's about having these experiences and getting to know people and literally, at, literally, at the, at the laser tag, getting to know everybody that comes in and treating them like they should be treated as a customer, you know, and, and forming those relationships. And I feel like in Pullman, that was what we were really missing. And that's why we've done so well in this community. And we've had such a really good um, acceptance in the community. CJ Robert, literally a fun time was had. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate you joining me on Education Eclipse. This has been one of the more fun ones. Literally, one of the more fun. Literally. <laughs> Peace out. You've been listening to Education Eclipse, a College of Education podcast from Washington State University.